Okay, so we are um, doing another recording of My Story Podcast, and I have the privilege to sit with Lori, um, and she's going to share a little bit of her story and just some things that God has placed on her heart and her spirit, and I'm so thankful that you're here and that you're going to share with us, um, and I can't wait to hear what all the Lord has said to you. I mean, I, I wish y'all could see the notes that she has. She's a university professor. (laughs) So she has many notes, but they're really great. And I'm excited uh, to dig in, Lori. So you go for it and let us see what the Father's put on your heart. Well, thank you, Kim. You're welcome. It's a a blessing to be here tonight because this particular story, I've had a couple, I've had a testimony back in 2018, but this particular one over what I have termed, and I'll say it later on, is the 69 days that changed my vision. Because when you see what I'm going to show, I really believe it it changed. It's changed so much in my life. And when you see how it starts, you're going to think, that's crazy. How could that have done anything positive? But it's because God did. So um, I've already been so blessed this year. Mm -hmm. And I see only more blessings coming um, in the months and years ahead. When I tell you how these blessings started, I really hope that you are as amazed as I was, and more importantly, I hope you see how fear mm-hmm. can block God's signs and blessings. I refer to my recent experience, as I said, the 69 days that changed my vision. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been about 11 years of being a dedicated employee with multiple accolades for being a top performer. Wow. And on February 1st, <laughs> I was caught up in a reorganization that quickly changed my life. Before the senior vice president could even finish saying, your role is no longer needed, my landscape had changed. Mm. And being the sassy, kind of strong person I am, (laughs) I was not about to give them any satisfaction of seeing the change, how that change was churning me inside already. Mm. I walked out of that building with my head high, a smile on my face, because I knew I had done nothing to deserve what just happened. Yeah. But it rocked my world. I made it to my truck in that condition, and then I began to crumble (laughs) all the way home. Um, I actually texted one of my spiritual counselors. I have a couple of them that I depend on very closely. Amen. And um, I told them about what had happened, and he called me immediately and talked me through it all the drive home and for then some. And I remember telling him that I didn't even know who I was without this job. How long were you in that job? uh, Over 10 years. Okay. And I had dedicated, you know, my heart, my passion, my my time, hours and hours. uh, And I actually moved down here for that job. So it was just unbelievable to find out I no longer had it. I didn't, who was Lori? Wow. Um, I remember um, telling him, uh, excuse me, I remember that I also told him I could see the people that I had to hold accountable sometimes. Uh, that probably were going to start laughing when they heard that I had been let go. That bothered me because I know how people can be. So that was in my head too, you know. Then, thank you, (laughs) he changed my focus. He brought me back and he reminded me of who was already walking ahead of me on this path in this new landscape, that God had me and he was going to make my way better. He stopped the fear churning in my head and in my heart. Thank God. (laughs) The next morning, this is when it all began. I got up, I poured a big, strong cup of coffee, (laughs) and I started talking to the Lord. And I mean, literally, just like we are tonight, I started talking out loud 
as if he were sitting in the living room with me. You will soon see he actually was. As I was asking for him to guide me what to do and asking him how to make whatever door I'm supposed to go through very apparent so I can't miss the sign, I'm too old to make mistakes. I didn't want to walk through the wrong door at my age. And so I needed the best possible job, better than what I had, and I needed him to literally, I remember telling him, stick it in front of my face, like one of those big Mm -hmm. Post-it notes, Mm -hmm. just so right here so I can't miss it. And that was when the first sign hit me that next morning. It was like he poked me in the side and said, hey, do you remember what you said to me yesterday? And I said, oh, my, now I do, Lord. Because that's when I realized that as I was walking into the building that morning before, on February 1st at 4.45 a.m., my typical time of going to work, I spoke out to him because we all knew this layoff was coming that day. And I spoke out to him as I walked across that vacant parking lot into a dark building. And I said, I love my job. And I really love the people I work with. But I really didn't like these crazy hours. Mm -hmm. I was not feeling valued by my new manager. I, I really just wasn't as happy as I was a few years ago. And I do recall telling him that if this was not where he wanted me, I would try to understand, but that I hoped I could stay here. And it was like, snap. Two answered prayers in one action. He removed me from a job I was unappreciated, unhappy, and long hours. And I had been praying for a better financial status. And the severance that I was about to get was going to help with that. And I said those back to him because I was really speaking out loud as like just a conversation. And I heard him say, what else? <laughs> and then it all of a sudden hit me a few years, a few weeks prior. I had been asking him to help me learn to fully trust him at all times. <laughs> this was definitely going to be a yes. time <laughs> to trust <Fully>. him. <laughs> and that's exactly what I said back, followed yeah. by, okay, where do you want me to start looking? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, yeah, you're right. I I literally told you, go ahead and put me out of here. (laughs) This is not where I belong. Yeah. Now, I really do not believe that God does anything to hurt us and and no condemnation to some people that may believe otherwise that, you know, he tests us and he puts trials in front of us. He lets certain things happen to us to to draw him close and stuff. And I don't I don't believe that. I believe Satan does that to us to try to break us away from God. And instead, hopefully, we draw closer to God yeah. through those times. Amen. But I, I do believe that in this particular thing, he knew me best. Mm-hmm. And he knows that I am mm-hmm. a woman who stays in her comfort zone unless she gets booted out of that zone mm-hmm. to get to something better. Mm-hmm. And boy, did he give me a boot. Yeah. <laughs> but he also had people in place waiting for me so that when he moved me, just like a chess piece, he moved me out of that spot. I had people around me that he knew were going to help me retain my focus back on him. And, you know, when Satan tried to take over my thoughts or anything like that, he knew that yeah. I was, he was going to be there for me and that he wasn't going to break me. It, it's all about fear. Yeah. When that opening, you know, when we, we show that slightest fear, Satan runs as fast as he can. Yeah. He runs and he crawls in through that little opening to break us away from God. When Satan keeps us in that stage of fear in the past, 
you know, that kind of thing. He controls our destiny, not God. And, you know, you've probably heard the psychological reaction to fear, fight or flight, right? Think about that for a sec. In an earthly realm, there's a lot of times that we really should flight. We need to run, get get the heck out of there, right? It's dangerous. But when it comes to a spiritual side of it, Mm. fight. Mm -hmm. Fight hard. Mm -hmm. Fight always. Mm -hmm. Never stop fighting. Never give up. And that's exactly what I started doing after another cup of coffee and a little more conversation with Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Always helps. (laughs) It always helps. Oh, boy, we had all kinds of conversations. I actually think he moved in with me for a couple months. (laughs) Um, The first weekend in my new landscape, uh, my spiritual counselor actually sent me a video link with a text. And, oh, I wish everybody would see this because it is absolutely amazing. And with that text, it said, you know God defines you. Yeah. And when I opened up the video clip, it was Priscilla Shire, who I love. She's powerful. Mm -hmm. She was talking about the scene in The Lion King where little Simba is surrounded by the hyenas. And there's all those mountain rocks, and he's got his back up against the wall. And my counselor said it reminded him of how I felt about people laughing at me. And I watched the video, and little Simba tries to produce a roar, but it is so small and unfrightening. The hyenas laughed. So little Simba tried again, harder. Still, the hyenas laughed and said, you can't do it. You're too small. You're too weak by yourself. But little Simba was not giving up. And he took a big old breath, and he let out his best roar. It was the loudest roar. It started echoing off the rocks because it wasn't his roar. But the roar of his father had to come up from behind him. And just as Priscilla Shire said, the roar of the father is behind you. Amen. A cold wave came through across my back, mm-hmm. around my shoulders, and through my chest. Mm-hmm. It was the most amazing feeling. And I'm trying to hold it so not tear up because <laughs> Go ahead. it took me into a complete crumbled tear state. And wow. I said... I understand. Thank you, Father God. I know you have me now because I felt him Mm -hmm. come across me and he just did it again. (laughs) Yeah, because his presence is ever present. We just just need to be aware. Yes, and and that day that just, the way it came through me and the way it wrapped around just like a father coming up behind you and holding on to you for just a moment saying, I got you. I got you. And I watched that probably 10 times that day. And many days after, because not because I was fearing or crumbling, yeah. but because I loved it. Yeah. I'm like, this was so amazing oh, to yeah. think about it that it doesn't matter how tiny or how weak or how whatever is going on with us. We don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. We got him. Because mm-hmm. he's strong. And he's bigger than everything. Yep. And, and I just loved it. And honestly, if I went into all the signs, blessings, and prayers that were answered over the next 69 days... I'm telling you, we'd be here for hours. We need yeah. like a, a trilogy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I, I do want to share some of the experiences so you can see yes. what to look for. Or, or maybe like understand some things that people have seen. Because this actually opened my eyes to some past signs that I didn't realize were signs mm-hmm. until this experience. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that, mm-hmm. that people will learn from that. That's and, so and good, things. Lori. So thankful for this. So, Because um, he speaks to us wherever we are. Amen. And he speaks us to us in a way... That gets our attention. And sometimes it has to be in a way that is very unusual, as you're going to see in a moment, because 
maybe we're not used to looking for the signs either. Or we're not used to, is this really God? But I'm telling you, it is. If you, if you ever say, is this God? Just answer it as yes, <laughs> because it is. And, and he likes to do this because he confirms with us. You know, this is how he sets each stone in our path. When he puts those signs out there, this is how he's guiding us. Yeah. We just got to look. And I promise, they really are like little sticky notes all over our journey. They really are. So seven days into the journey, um, I went to a Wednesday night service here, and I got down on my knees before the altar before everybody showed up. I just came early, and I just wanted to sit in front of the altar by myself, and I just prayed. My favorite. Mm-hmm. It, it was so quiet. It was so um, It was amazing. And when I started my Jeep that night to go home, the song, Gonna Be All Right, played. And I said, thank you, Lord. I understand. And throughout the next few weeks, every time I got in my Jeep or truck or wherever I was going, that same song continued to play along with Desert Road, Fear Is Not My Future, Graves to Gardens, and Gratitude. Oh, yeah. And he just played them over and over and over as reminders. I'm here. You're fine. Be patient. I actually have a wall calendar that I love. It's, it's a big wall calendar. And it has verses on it and beautiful landscape pictures that sometimes I try to paint. <laughs> try. I said to try. <laughs> I know how you paint. So. <laughs> but I really love it, and I buy it every year. Last year, um, when I lost my mom, the events before, during, and after her death, I looked back at the end of the year, and I realized they aligned with the verses on those months in my calendar. Wow. And it was unreal. So this year, <laughs> when I was going through my journey, and I had walked into my home office after a week or so, because I was not going to go into that office for a little bit. I was like, I don't need to. Mm -hmm. I'm not working. I'm on retirement. Um, I had looked at that wall calendar, and I found that, again, those verses were aligning with what was going on in my life. January's told me, just be prepared, but I'm going to have you. Yeah. And February said, this is where we're getting you in a better place, basically, mm -hmm. and, and so on and so mm -hmm. on. And and when I got things back, it was perfectly aligned with joy and prosperity. Wow. And it was just, it was, yeah, it was yeah. a crazy sign. Who would ever think, when you look at a wall calendar and you see something going on in your life that way, do you really relate that? Yeah. Not always. No. Or something happens this month, did you go look at the last month mm -hmm. and see if he was foretelling you that this was coming? be prepared, mm -hmm. but I still got you. Mm -hmm. I now kind of laugh at this whole thing, and I call it my test retirement, because I believe it is what God was also showing me. Uh, I've always kind of thought, would I be able to retire? Could I enjoy retirement? You know, by myself, doing all kinds of, what would I do? I'd be bored, right? But the things I that I say right now to myself, <laughs> keep going when I'm listening. <laughs> I know, it's like, what would I do with all that time? You know, I'd always have to teach or something. Cause yeah. I, but during that time, I was, you know, still part-time teaching mm -hmm. uh, at the university, Troy. But I realized that during those three months, he showed me what I could do. I volunteered to teach painting a couple times at Safe House. And that was amazing, watching those homeless people and the pride that they saw in those paintings. And the one lady, actually, she sold, um, Bartlett did a, a showing, and they took the paintings there. And to sell to make money so that wow. they could buy, you know, clothes, yeah. stuff that they yeah. needed. And yeah. both of her paintings that I helped her paint, she sold. Wow. So she was so excited. I was just, it made me so happy. 
Um, I also spent more time painting with him myself at home, digging more into my deep dive scripture homework, mm-hmm. <laughs> diving into my Bible study homework. I wasn't bored like I thought I was going to be. Yeah. So I was like, this is good, Lord. You know, I, I'm having some downtime after some long, crazy, crazy hours. But also I'm seeing that there's something different for my future. You know, work now, work hard, and then get there. Get to where you can do this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, after a couple of weeks of my sticky notes from heaven, I started actually journaling. I actually started journaling in a special book because I wanted to remember the experience, but I, I also wanted to possibly be able to, you know, look back on it and reflect back on it because I didn't want to forget anything. There was just so much that yeah. was happening every day or every week. I just like, I got to keep up with this. Wow. Yeah. And so I went back and I, I, that was the funny thing is because guess what? Yeah. Yeah, there was a sign with it, too, because <laughs> even the book I chose to journal as I'm holding it up for, for Kim to see yes, here, yes. It, it, it was an extra that I had bought in 2018, which was the year of my first testimony of coming back to God after, you know, hating him since 2008. <laughs> and the journal cover says, Walk by Faith. Yeah, beautiful. And the first scripture in it is Isaiah 41.10. Do not fear, for I am with you. And that was actually the first verse that my counselor sent me the morning after I was let go. Wow. And I was like, this is my book. And as I started journaling in it, then it got even crazier because some of the days when I was writing, the scriptures that are on certain pages aligned with what I was writing that day in the journal or for that week in the journal. Wow. And I was like, yeah. See what I mean? This yes. is why I said I, I could talk about I'm this. I'm just for looking at hours. your handwriting right now. Can I see your handwriting? I wish y'all could see her handwriting. It's as beautiful as her paintings. I mean, that is gorgeous. No, it's, don't look at mine. She's she's lying. <laughs> she's lying, y'all. She's just trying to buff it up here a little bit. It's terrible. But it, it just it just was one of those extra things, and it's just like over the last several months, you know, I had been praying for additional online teaching jobs, you know, just stuff to fill my days. I know it sounds crazy no. as busy I am, but yeah. it's like, I like to be, I like to be busy. I, know. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> and I love teaching. Teaching is such a passion for mm-hmm. me. I'm just lucky to get paid for a hobby. That's what I always tell my yeah. students. Yeah. And, um, the one day I was uh, looking for my primary job and this crazy teaching position popped up out of like, and not in a normal spot where teaching would be listed. And I thought, well, what the heck? I'll apply for it. Yeah. And so um, the day that I received the offer from <coughs> Purdue University was when I had just had a conversation with my father because March Madness started that night and Purdue was playing their first game that night. And after the conversation, I had hung up, got my Jeep, went to go to dinner with some friends, and they called me and offered me the job. Wow. <laughs> Okay. So I had to call my daddy back and say, okay, you really got to root for Purdue tonight. Yeah. Here's why. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I thought he cried as hard as I did, just of joy of, oh my gosh, a Big Ten school. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> but it, it goes back to when I applied for that job, I kept thinking to myself, oh yeah, this is going to be a stretch. This is a Big Ten. This is a big school. This is the biggest I've taught it. Mm. And it's true. It was big for me. It was a stretch for me but not for God. He put me in it, and he put me in the right time. And the the thing that's so ironic about that is that if I would have got, if I would have got anything from, like, say, two weeks before, six months before, six months later, whatever, 
it would have been terrible because there's no way I would have been able to get through the orientation. Right. Because it took me all day, and I'm a pretty fast person, but it took me all day for an entire week to get through all of the orientation work in order to be onboarded with Purdue. So it's like, okay, let's move you out of this chest spot. Let's give you some break. Let's get you on this job, and then we'll get you back to the next spot because wow. yeah. you need this time yeah. for this prayer mm. that i just given you, this blessing. Mm. My primary job now, I had actually submitted over 100 applications for that job. And just as I had asked him, I said, you know, only show me the one, that one door that you want me to, to go through. And that's the only job I got offered. <laughs> and it was the last one I applied for. <laughs> I mean, come on. And the day after I, I started signing everything and everything was going to finalize, all of a sudden, the floods of emails come through. Thank you for applying, but we found a different candidate. Thank you for applying. And I was like, well, that's okay because right. I know who mm-hmm. is shutting these down now. He's, mm. he's closing all of these doors that aren't mine mm. so that somebody else can have them. And, and that was just amazing. And one of the next parts was uh, after my thesis interviews, I had to have two of them. Because I had one as kind of like a beginning one, which is the primary manager, and then the secondary one. And both of those nights of those interviews, I had a ladies' Bible study. Mm-hmm. And when I got to the ladies' Bible study and we're doing our things, then Debbie handed out little verses for each of us to read. Well, both of those nights, my verse was from Matthew. Matthew is my new manager's name. Matthew, if you don't know, also means gift of God mm-hmm. in Hebrew. So I just sat down and I'm thinking, this isn't this is just crazy. Every time I turned around, there was something else. Yeah. Uh, on the sixty seventh day, which is when I received my soft offer of employment from Tesis, that I had to say, Yeah, I'll I'll accept what you're giving me or no. <laughs> and believe me, with what he was blessing me with, I accepted it. Mm-hmm. And if we know in scripture, uh ten signifies perfect completion. That night as I was running to the grocery store, I stepped out of my Jeep and there was a dime right at my foot. I knew that was God telling me, I've completed this path. This is a part of your plan. We're done now. I signed my official job offer two days later, and my starting day was my baby boy's birthday, May 1. Hmm. It was just a beautiful, beautiful path that he laid out there. And I think this experience, and more importantly, the journaling, drew me into signs and blessings of God in such an overwhelming way. Um, it was good overwhelming, but it was almost unbelievable because it was just so much every day, every different way I turned, dimes, calendars. I mean, everything was just lining up, just kept lining up, saying, here, look here, go here. Um, it, it actually even made me start thinking, as I mentioned, about some of the past signs, which the one being the 2018. When I was writing about the fact that my journal was dated 2018, it hit me that that was exactly 10 years from when I grew the anger at God for my husband's death in 2008. Mm. And that was my first testimony. And that was when that ended. And I was like, this is you telling me 10 years. Your mourning is done. You need to be at peace now. It's over. Mm. This is it. And then there was a sign that was even older that I will never forget because I always wondered why I heard this in my, my head. 
the one night when I was with my husband, I kept thinking, why did I hear this? Because I was raised a German Lutheran. <laughs> we we didn't, um, there was no hallelujahs and no amens in church. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the yeah. only thing that we said was we sang hymnal, the hymnal songs and uh, the Lord is with you. <laughs> I yes. remember that. That's all we ever said. Wow. <laughs> there was no laying of hands, no speaking None out, nothing about the tongue, mm-hmm. you know, speaking, mm-hmm. uh, no, no power in the tongue, mm-hmm. no praying out loud, no, mm-mm-mm-mm. If it was in your head, you probably should see a doctor or that kind of thing. So, <laughs> you know, um, but in, in 1988, I heard this thing, this voice in my head that told me something and I followed it. And had I not listened to God when he said that and got married that year, instead of waiting, it, it, things didn't align just right. And then we soon had our three <clears throat> children just boom, boom, boom. And let me tell you. It was none of them planned. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, we were trying not to have children. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I had time to quit sneezing on me. But <laughs> we just had those so quick. But I realized when I was journaling this and thinking back about these signs that had I not listened to that moment and anything else had changed, mm-hmm. my husband wouldn't have had the time that he did with the boys, and they wouldn't have had their dad as long as they did. Yeah. The baby was 14, but at least he had his dad. Yeah. A large yeah. amount of time, Amen. you know, and it's just, it, it was just one of those things. And that was something that my counselor kept telling me throughout different things. Cause there were a couple of times I was like, I still haven't heard anything. It's like timing is everything. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it really is. I have learned in these last three months that it, it really is all about the timing. And sometimes we want to make the time different. We get yeah. impatient. I am yeah. the most impatient person yeah. ever. I want it yesterday mm. or last week. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if we wait, it's going to be a lot better. If we force it, we're probably going to be where we shouldn't be. Right. We're going to be unhappy. Mm-hmm. We're going to make mistakes. But if we just wait yeah. and we get patient mm-hmm. and we just trust him and we look for those sticky notes, he's going to get them for us. Yep. That's what Shane and I always said, the sweet spot. Just wait, be patient. So much better. Yep. It is. I mean, I honestly could not imagine... Some of the stuff that I, even going back to the same company I left. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. here they, they walk me out because of budgetary reasons, and I come back at a higher pay. Right. He blesses me back. At he's a like, university. And then at a university the, on top of it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I know, sticky notes everywhere. Yeah. In fact, I probably need to replace the sticky note pad because it's probably empty right now. That's right. <laughs> But but it was. It was like by the 69th day, by the time the 69th day ended, the Lord had answered seven prayers. Mm. And I was about to start two new jobs. Yes. I mean, how, who, who does that, right? Yeah. yeah. You know? And, and the second one being back where I didn't want to leave the first time. Mm. You know, that was that was the seventh mm. prayer answer. It's like, this is amazing. And when I told, you know, and I was t- talking about all of this with my counselor throughout all of this, he said, you need to go listen to the song Evidence. It's your story. And I had heard it a long time ago and kind of forgot about it. When I listened back, I was like, oh, my gosh, it is. His evidence is truly all around us. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I hope what people learn from this tonight is just please, I'm going to ask you, please, don't let fear block your vision. Yeah. Because you need to tell Satan to get out of your head. Yeah. He's in there. If, If there's any doubt that there's something that you can't do if you're sick, and you think you can't talk that cancer away. You can't talk that something else away. I'm telling you, you can. Mm-hmm. If you believe it in your heart and you believe it strong enough, 
And you speak it out loud over yourself every day, just like I did with all this, I promise. The good is going to come from it. Yeah. What he's planned is going to come from it. Yeah. Because that's all he wants for us is good. Scripture yeah. tells us. Amen. He wants us to be happy, healthy, prosperous. Yeah. He only wants good. So just ask God to put sticky notes out there for you too, and he will. Yeah. Um, so if I can conclude, though, with that, I, I'd like to at least just read the last scripture yes. of the last page yes. that I wrote on that. Then I wrote the end. <laughs> Before you read that, yes. I want to say some of the things I wrote down when you were talking, yes. the sticky notes. And one of the things that I read in your notes, it was just at the beginning of something that you were saying, actively paying attention. Mm-hmm. And I wrote when you were talking the whole time, your perspective, your you're being intentional. You're looking at the details. I mean, seeing a dime laying on the the road, it, that doesn't mean you're you're being very intentional with understanding that the Father in His presence is there. Mm-hmm. Um, by the, practicing the presence of God, Lori, which is what you did, you, by steadfastly gazing upon Him, the soul comes to a full in deep knowledge of God. And I, like in the birds and the way the leaves turn, the way the sun hits your face, the way somebody, when you're walking through the store, says, hey, he's in every single detail. Mm-hmm. When you talk about your calendar, or you talk about, those are just everyday normal things. But because you're intentional with practicing his presence, which is here, right? Mm-hmm. Is he, he is in us. He mm-hmm. says it. Because yes, I was ma'am. looking at Psalm 139, where can I go from your presence? Mm-hmm. Where can I go? You can't. He's here. Yeah. But because you're intentional with that and not making him so big, which he is big and powerful. He is that big roar. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he's he's our every day, right? Mm-hmm. He's closer than our own skin. And so that, it's not just fear that blocks that. It's the normal, the normal of life. As Christians too, we get so busy, we get mm-hmm. so caught up. And I think because you've been so intentional in the respect that you've given the Father, that He's there in every single second and minute of your life. Do you know what I mean? And oh, all yes. of that's come full circle with you sitting here. Yes. When you leave, when you leave here tonight, you'll ride in your pretty white jeep <laughs> that I try not to covet, <laughs> and you're going to be able to say, "Yes, yep, 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 yep. I saw you there. Yep, yep, yep." Because you're practicing His presence. Mm-hmm. So. I wanted just to make that very clear. That is something that the price team and I have been working on. We, um, you know, I passed out some books on that. There's this book, and I'm gonna get you one, which you're already doing. (laughs) Uh, But anyways, I just need to say that. Thank you. I appreciate that because sometimes we might feel stuff in ourselves, or we might think we're being intentional by certain things. But when Mm -hmm. people confirm it, or people say things, um, like at my mother's, even at my mother's funeral, uh, I stood up. And people, I, I started the thing, my poor little daddy couldn't do it. So at the celebration, yeah. I stood up and I said, hi, Mom. Yeah. And the faces of people when I said that, and then they came up and they said, how did you hold it together? I said, because yeah. my mom's in a better place. Mm-hmm. She, she wanted to go home. Mm-hmm. She was tired. Yeah. And I held it together because I knew where she was. Amen. I know where my strength comes from. Yeah, there's and stuff. Right here. Last thing, and I'm going to be quiet. This is where you are. Faith is swallowed up in sight. Our faith is swallowed up in sight, meaning I see and I experience. And that is what you're doing. 
I see the dime. I see you talking to me in the journal. I see you. And you journaling it, it's just pouring out of you. Your cup is just running over because you're, be, you're it's, it's just beautiful. It, it so, is. Lori's faith, swallowed up by sight, she's able to see and she's able to experience the fullness of the Father that is closer to her than her own breath and her own skin. And that is where you get freedom and peace and joy that the world cannot give you. Mm-hmm. Right? We yep. we either, this is what we're going to do. We're either going to run or, you know, we're going to chase after the world and, and things of self. And if we do that, we can't run to the Father too. And so you're running towards the Father, right? And you're seeing all those things. And that, that is a beautiful place to be in. It is. And it's all the things that you've walked through. All the things that you've walked through, some of which you've shared tonight, those pressing and crushing moments have made you count it all joy when you go through things. Why? Because of where you are right now. I agree. Right? I, I, I do. And I, I absolutely agree. I, you talked about the cold chill on your back or whatever. Yes, ma'am. That I feel it here. I feel in my spirit, I feel what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it is. It's, it's just like, and I love the way you put that because it made me, reflect back on that moment again because when you said he's closer than your scan it he became that was like his reminder of i'm right here i'm here i'm right here i'm in you yeah where can you go for my presence yeah psalm 139 Mm -hmm. if you lay in the depth of the earth i'm there if you rise to the heavens i'm there I'm there. No valley low enough. No mountain high enough. <laughs> <Let me. laughs> Ain't no, no mountain, mountain high enough. enough. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> you can read now. Sorry. No, no. I'd much rather have the talk. I just, <laughs> oh, I like preaching. It's all fun. <laughs> but it was. It was the very last one. And when I finished it up, it says, it's James one twelve, mm-hmm. And it says, blessed is the one who endures trials. Because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. The end. It's <laughs> perfect, though. It's perfect. See what I mean? Every, yeah. every step. Every, every step, step. Every single step. Every step. And, and it hasn't stopped. I actually bought some more journal stuff to, to yeah. keep track of things, and I'm keeping track of different yeah. things because now that I'm seeing this, mm-hmm. I'm not letting any of it go. Yeah. Because there's just every day there's something else. Just, just, just a beautiful story, Lori. Thank you. It is just a beautiful story. Thank and, you. I, and I'm with you. I pray that it encourages somebody to be intentional and to really practice his presence because he is there. He is there and he is speaking. Be still. Yes. Be still and know. Mm-hmm. Pay attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Do you mind praying as I out or you want me to pray? I'll do it. Go ahead. Okay. I love you. Now listen, that school teacher. I know the school teacher look. When you dropped your head, I was like, that's a no. (laughs) Okay. Well, Father, we love you so much. And Lord, thank you for the laughter. And thank you for Lori and just her word. And Father, how she um, has actively been paying attention, Lord, and paying attention to, you know, the details and all the things that you're showing her throughout her life, Father. And I just thank you for that. I thank you that she does love you so much. She gives you so much honor and glory, Father. And um, and you rightly deserve that, Lord. And just forgive us, Father, for where we don't pay attention. Um, and we do get so busy, Father, and we do run to the world. We don't, we 
not maybe intentionally mean to, Father, but sometimes our flesh is weak and we run to the world or um, we focus on ourselves too much, Lord, and all of those things that get in the way, um, like Lori spoke on fear. Um, you know, just, Father, I pray that we would pay more attention and know that you're much bigger and you are that big line and your roar is so much bigger. Um, and let us um, just come to you first and foremost, Father. So thank you. I, I pray blessings over her. I'm so thankful for what she means to this church. The painting with the Lord ministry that she has here is a big deal. I know Lincoln and I have enjoyed it and we love it. Um, and just her presence, Father, um, you know, I know for me on Sunday mornings when I see her, she just blesses me. So I'm thankful for her. Thank you for the word. Thank you for truth. Thank you for testimony. Thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Mm-hmm.